Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. We are going to do a podcast today, and we're excited about it. We're actually recording it Wednesday, March 1st. I'm excited about March. March is going to be awesome. Um, anyways, Ruthie and I are back, and we have some stuff to talk about, we think. Um, I definitely do. I think Ruthie always has stuff to talk about. So, you know, she'll definitely chime in here. We both usually have stuff to talk about. It's just sometimes one of us has something we're more like motivated to talk about. Yeah. We kind of just wing it from there. Like if Emily's feeling motivated about a certain subject, I'm like, I'll piggyback off whatever you got to say or vice versa. And I think vice versa. Yeah. I think it's actually kind of cool though, because I don't know these people that do like super planned out podcasts, about who's going to say what that's kind of weird. Um, we have never done that. <laughs> we never will. I don't no, think we try we to do will. that. It really doesn't work. <laughs> it's it doesn't so work. It dumb. gets so depressing for both of us. I'm just like, <laughs> So today I kind of have this like thought process I've been in. And it's the fact that there are two different kinds of Christians. There are live speakers and there are death speakers. And the live speakers are free. And death speakers are still living under the law, and they're trying to drag everyone down with them, everyone into that that road with them. And um, it's just been a very interesting um, thing to be having in my mind and thinking about because it's showing me a lot of the reasons why I have like different trauma points in my in my past and why I'm triggered by certain people mm-hmm. and. And so I'll just give some examples. Um, growing up, um, I would say my parents are are mainly life speaking, but they can definitely they're prophets, so they can definitely have some um, some tendencies to go down the road of like you're not doing good, so you need to get your act together. And so let me just clarify a little bit what I mean by life speaking. Life speaking is when you say to someone, hey, I see Jesus in you. I see that you have all of this potential. I see you as the person that God made you to be. And they're they're only seeing the good things that Jesus has done in you. And they're not focusing on your flaws. And if for some reason they do happen to bring you something that's like, hey, um, you're kind of having an issue in this area. They always have hope and light behind that, always. Whereas a death speaker is someone who is always going around being like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you. You have this problem. You need to figure that out. Like, you need to figure that out. And I don't know how to help you figure that out, but just figure it out, man. Like, move on. Um, that is what I've been around a lot growing up. And it causes a lot of trauma and it causes us to not be able to live and move and have our being in Jesus because he, he is the ultimate life speaker. He sees us as beautiful creatures that he has made. When we stay, say yes to the power of his blood, we become born again and we get to be uh, new creatures in Christ. And he sees us as that now. And if we walk in the flesh, that's not cool. And he wants us to walk in the spirit. So we need to repent and move into the spirit and start walking in the spirit. So, um, anyways, I kind of feel like I'm just kind of ranting on and on right now. So Ruthie, you want to chime in? <laughs> no, it's, it was just interesting. I was just like, 
I felt like I was having like this this morning devotion. It's great. Oh, great. No, I don't want to <laughs> preach. I'm just no, trying I'm to like using... clarify what my thought process is. No, I had this thought though, listening to you say some of that because it's something I've thought about a lot. And because because people use the terms too, like oh, we're speaking life or we're speaking death to also get away with stuff. So then I have the you know because like ah, oh, so it gave me this whole train threw me down this whole train of thought of being like. A lot of speaking life comes from a pure heart. Like a lot of this. Absolutely. A lot of it just comes down to, is your heart clear and is your heart pure? And at that point, you can actually view people the way God does, because that's where this difference happens, where someone's speaking death versus speaking life is because if you're, when you're speaking death, it's because your heart's murky. It can't see it. And it can't see someone the way God sees them, whether that's them needing sometimes a correction or someone to speak in their life, or mm-hmm. it's someone needing to talk to them and be a friend to them and hear them out. And so it comes down to, I think, a lot of it, the heart posture. And, you know, whether you're trapped in, if you're trapped in legalism and trapped behind those doors, it's almost impossible to, I don't know, it's almost impossible to be uplifting. To well, this is the thing. This is the thing is that, that and I said this earlier, and this is what you're saying. What you're saying is basically if you aren't able to say words that are positive, uplifting, and life-giving, you are trapped in the law still. And all you can do is put chains on other people. But this is the the worst, the worst part about this is that Christians are doing this. And I know that these people that do this are born again. I know they are. But they're still stuck in this cog of this trap. They're still stuck in a prison of legalism. Mm-hmm. And that and and that's where I am challenging myself and I'll challenge you listeners to check yourself and make sure you're not stuck in a trap or in a jail cell of legalism because some Christians are. And if you find that you're thinking negatively or um, in a law binding and dark, it's really actually a dark and, um, difficult thought process to have really, but it's a pattern that we have set up. But if you're not thinking, um, positively or in the promises of God and living in the joy of the Lord, then you're probably stuck in this prison of, of, um, legalism and, and darkness. And we need to be children of light. It says, um, in Thessalonians, it says you are children of the day. Um, and I, I love that picture. It's like, we don't, we don't live in the darkness anymore. We we're children of the day and we speak beautiful light, life giving words and we give people wings. We don't put chains on people anymore. But yeah, I think there's, no, go, go. Like, yeah. With the legalism thing, there's a few things that I always ask myself at this point, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be blind or an idiot, you know, and be like, oh, I'm not legalistic when that's exactly what someone says that is legalistic. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yes. And so I've started asking myself a couple different questions. The one is, do I immediately have a mindset about someone or a position I put them in spiritually because of what they are doing outwardly, what they're wearing, mm. their background, their mm-hmm. culture? Do I immediately mm. put them in a category in my mind as a certain type of a Christian or a certain level, level, honestly, a level of spiritual. And I've realized that's one of the number one things is we categorize people as, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you're this and you're this and you're this. And as soon as we do that, we, we're basically trapping people still in the law because 
oh, we we're putting so much weight on what people are looking like, where they came from, instead of what's in their heart. Because what God's after isn't making everybody look the same, act the same, believe the same. What he's after are hearts that are pure and hearts that are purely seeking him. And Mm -hmm. that's going to look very different depending on the person. And then the other thing, it's really funny. The other thing I also ask myself is when I'm talking to people and, you know, as friends or trying to encourage somebody or be there for somebody, whatever, am I ever inflicting laws that I have for myself on them because I, because I have fear? Because basically that stems from fear. It's like, okay, if you would do this, this, and this that I do, that I know, you know, like, and that happens often with leaders, I would say more so than just youth and people because they have they feel a responsibility to help people mm-hmm. and instead of giving that responsibility to God and be like hey go hear from the Lord yourself you know you need to hear from God instead of directing them that way they instead take it to, upon themselves to be in other words be God and be like here's this stuff like do this this and this or these are things that are going to make you you know this is what I would recommend instead of just being like take it to God ask God because we need to individually hear from God and I realized even I've been stunted in that area. Be like, and I've been talking to my dad a lot about that. Be realizing there's some areas that I um, can't feel have a very hard time hearing from the Lord about because of mm. different ways I've been raised. And to be able to work through that now and be able to like, okay, I why can't I hear from the Lord in this area like at all? Like I just feel so blinded. Um, mm-hmm. And being able to break it down and be like, okay, because I have this very legalistic mindset that if I'm going to do the right thing, it looks like this when it's not true. So uh, doing the right thing, a lot of the people that have good hearts that want to do the right thing are the ones that get trapped in legalism, it seems like, because they, they want basically a list that's going to be like, approve them. Be like, okay, doing all the right things, you're good to go when it doesn't work like that. It absolutely doesn't, and that's where we get our headset of, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I just never will get it right. Oh, I'm just not a good Christian. And believe me, I've said all of those things, but yeah. but that is the world's most selfish thing to say. This, this Christian life is not about us. Mm-hmm. And if we were to simply live like Mary in the in the Bible, Mary versus Martha, Mary just sat at the feet of Jesus and loved listening to what he said. And she didn't have any urge to do anything. She just sat there and Martha was ticked about it. But Jesus said she chose the better thing. And that was to get to know him. And so if all you're doing in life is getting up in the morning, well, obviously we have a life we're, we're working. But if our life was revolved around just knowing Jesus and enjoying him, He would definitely bring opportunities our way, but who cares even if he doesn't? We're still just doing the simple thing that he asked us to do, which is to know him. Yeah, and I think it's so weird because I was talking to someone recently and I was like, I just like want to know exactly what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing or like doing. And and I mentioned this doing thing like probably three times this person. And they didn't say much and they were just listening, sitting there and listening to me. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, it's not so much what you're doing for God is who you're being for God. Exactly. Oh, and it it, kind of stunned me because it flipped a switch in my head because so many people have hinted towards things like that. And I've talked about this doing thing. And oftentimes people are like, yeah, it's great to know what God wants you to do and what your calling is and all that stuff. And, and then he started breaking it down for me of basically what you are called to do is to be someone for God. And however God wants to use that, that's his business. But you are called to be a person 
that is fully and completely dedicated and surrendered to the Lord, and that's it. And that switched my mind completely from always trying to find something, some vision, some mission, some thing, because that's self-focused and fear-focused, because I want to do these things in order to be a, in order to be something, where it's the opposite. You are something. You are someone. Mm-hmm. You become someone that mm-hmm. is God's. It's a being. It's a state of being. And what you do, in, es- in essence, doesn't matter if it's what God wants you to do. You know, because it simplifies everything from me getting up and going to work. I'm being someone. I'm, I'm able to walk in the spirit. I'm walking with God and I'm mm-hmm. in communion with God and I'm humble because in, in not walking in fear, because that's, that's another one. Like when you're walking in fear, everything is completely hazy. Like you can't walk. You at least for me, like I can't walk clear. Like it just starts to like it becomes something that's so monstrous that I have to deal with it. Like I yeah. just like, well, I'm yeah. crippled now, so the rest of y'all can just hold up while I deal with this. Yeah. Oh, I know. So. Well, it, it's it's uh, crazy because like I will think sometimes that my value or my my identity in Christ is defined by how God is using me, mm-hmm. and um. I watched Jesus Revolution a couple times the last week, and I won't spoil it for anyone, but at one point, one of the characters is like, God, use me, use me. And that's what his identity had gotten wrapped up in is in how God was using him. And God was turning away from him because of how he lifted up with pride he was becoming and how his identity was becoming so wrapped up in how God was using him, quote unquote, using him. And I realized I saw myself there and I saw myself being like, God, use me, use me, because if you aren't using me, then you don't love me and I'm not worth anything. And that is such a lie. If we think that our worth and our value is wrapped up in how God is using us, then that is no, that is of no use to God. And he will stop using us in that moment. And regardless, but regardless of anything, he will always use us if we have good relationship with him. If we have good relationship with him, he will always use us. But that is a byproduct and it is, should never be the focus. Yeah, um, and it's like, that, it's, it's like that verse that basically talks about those two vessels, the ones to honor and the ones to dishonor. And the ones to honor are sanctified and basically ready for the master's use whenever. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what we're supposed to be. We're vessels. And we're that's all good. we all we are is sanctified, ready. Yeah. Just ready. I'm just always be ready. Rendered, yeah. ready. And that's that state of being. It's mm-hmm. it's something you are and it's not mm-hmm. because that Lord use me, Lord use me, Lord use me is something that I've prayed a thousand times and gone yeah. nowhere. Yeah. And and I used to pray like that for years and years, it's just like, uh, it will finally be something when God is burning me out of the state. When, you know, like, and I th- legitimately thought like that, like, right. I am, no. you know, yeah. these crazy things, like when I'm being a martyr and God's like, no, you're going to be what I want you to be when you learn to shut up, you know, yeah. no, I'm yeah. serious. Like those are oh, legitimate things that I, as a Christian have found the hardest, harder than I feel like giving my life sometimes is me learning to just simple things, shut your mouth. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I say that because, we do have these things that are actually legitimate and need to be dealt with. And you can't learn sure. to speak life until you can learn to not talk. You know, you can't learn to, you, have to, you know what I mean? So you can't yeah. really learn to be, to, to be who God wants you to be until you learn the character things, you know, the fruit of life. And cause it's so easy. Cause like the giftings are so exciting 
and the these things that we can do as Christians in the name of Jesus are honestly awesome. Like it's insane mm-hmm. The, the, mm-hmm. the power that God has given us. Jesus has given mm-hmm. us. It's actually insane. If someone would look at the scripture and see the things he's given us, it is actually wild. Yeah. However, what we miss sometimes is when we read all through the Corinthians 13 is character things. Basically, at the end, it's like if your character isn't pure and isn't clear, nothing else, nothing's going to really matter because you're going to suck it all up for yourself because your character isn't ready. So I don't know, letting God refine character and making, making you who you're supposed to be and being able to live in that state of being is excruciatingly painful and very hard, mm-hmm. but it's, it's under talked about, at least for me, like I just didn't, I had a hard time getting a grip on that. Um, in life, just feel like I've always been a little behind with like the like, bearing fruit thing. Um, but I also know that's not, you know what I mean? Cause that's a legitimate thing. So, like, I don't know. I never really thought about it much. I was like, well, if I can just do these good things and people feel like I've done good things for them, it's great, but it's, it's really not. It's just a state of being ready for the Lord at any time. And I realize that oftentimes I'm not, you know, I'm not ready for the Lord anytime. And that's where I've taken a step back now and been like, okay, all these issues that are coming up are all these, for me, fear-based things a lot, a lot dealing with a lot of fear in the last year, realizing, mm-hmm. okay, I have all these fear issues. I'm not ready to be used if I'm walking into fear or if I'm, wa- if I'm reacting out of fear. So to be able to step back and realize these are the things that God wants me to work on. They're more important than me running around like a headless chicken and trying to figure out other people's lives and other people's problems if I'm actually not ready to be, I'm not ready to be used. It's so simple. So yeah, I don't know. So stepping back and just, I don't know, I've been learning that a lot and that's kind of hard for me because I have found a lot of identity in helping people or doing this or doing that. And just realizing it really doesn't matter if God's not tell, you know, if God's not in it, if you're not walking in the spirit, you're, you're kind of walking in death and that's where it's you are. Death, you are. Like, yeah. Like, and you start to go down, you, if you're not walking in spirit, you're walking in death, and you start to go down that track of speaking death to people. And if your you identity is wrapped up in how you are being used, then you will start speaking death to people. You will start pushing your own agenda and your own selfish ideas on people if you're not free, if you are not first and foremost free and having a beautiful walk with Jesus, then you will not speak life to people. Yeah. If, if your heart's not clean and it's not clear, especially when you go into ministry and whether that's encouraging someone doing deliverance, praying with them, healing, whatever it is, if your heart isn't clear, you can end up with more issues than anything. And I've learned that the hard way. And that was one of the first times I ever won't get into all of it, but I was helping someone with some different things and I knew I wasn't clear. I was mm-hmm. not, I was still dealing with my own stuff. I, I knew it and I knew I shouldn't have done what I did anyways. And I went in and helped them anyways. And it was a laying on of hands situation. And I would be very careful to do that. And I learned mm-hmm. the hard way. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't lay hands on people and have an impure heart. Just do not do it. Tell them you can't tell them you're not ready. So it's like stuff like that, that I think people overlook and don't find a big deal. I was like, Oh, let's all just do this. No, it's, very it's not good yeah and so I, yeah. I learned I learned some things very early on this was years ago now and I didn't really understand I just knew that I'd done something that would really mess with me and I remember to even talking to my mom but I'm like I'm never doing that again you know if my heart mm-hmm. is if my heart isn't clear before God and I know it's not you know that I'm 
I'm struggling with things or I feel like I've failed and not been able to get back up or whatever it is, you know, unless it's condemnation because that's retarded. You know, throw that. But there are times where you know that you are not where you sh- – your heart is not where it's supposed to be and it's not mm-hmm. clean, not ready it's in other words, it's not sanctified and ready for God's use. Yeah. And so you're, yeah. you're doing it, you know? Yeah. It's a vessel to dishonor. It's not a vessel to honor. Yeah. And so back and being like, okay, I just, like just being honest, being honest with people. If they want help, be like, I can't help you go to God because I can't be that. I'm not a vessel right now, right now. He's worked like, you know, like I'm not. And so I think right. there's a lot of dishonesty in the Christian walk, at least with a lot of people that I've interacted with or who I've been of not admitting things like that. You know, like we don't, we don't just say stuff like that. You, if, you, if you've noticed like someone I've never in my life, well, actually I have now that I met some different types of people and stuff, but from up to the age of 18, up to last year, I had never heard someone say something like, I'm not clean. I can't do that. Like, or like, I need to, mm. I need to go be with Jesus myself. Like here's go to the Lord, but I'm not going to do this. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to be here and be like, Oh, pray for you and tell you what to do. Like I never heard that. I'd only heard people being like, Oh yeah, I'll help you. And find out later they were, they were in a horrible position. They should have never been near people. You know what I mean? Like it's so like, or they should have been right. dealing with their own stuff. Right. I'm just honest. So I think hi i just i know it's super hard to be that honest and maybe some people don't need to be they just need to be like hey this isn't the right time but be careful because it creates a lack of value on what we're doing when we're just running around doing it right no no real understanding of the power that we're holding when we're doing things especially when we're saying in the name of jesus because like that guy that wanted to buy the holy spirit yeah we can't be doing that. We can't be walking around as if we bought the Holy Spirit when our hearts are impure. And it's not God. It's now us. We're That's initially what it is. Right. And that's ter- that should be something that's terrifying. Um, oh, I know. So, and like Ananias and Sapphira, you know, lying to the lying to the Holy Spirit. Don't do it. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do some things. And this speaking life thing will become so much more natural when you're honest. You know, also honest about where you're at. You know, just... Oh, go to the Lord. I don't have answers for you right now. I'm also struggling. Instead of like, oh my goodness, you're struggling with that. I am blown. No, guess what? Most of us have actually horrific struggles. Like just to break it to everybody, most of us struggle with the same stuff at some point in some or level. Or just, or just stop thinking that you're the answer and just take it straight to the Lord and be like, well, okay, you're not the answer. <laughs> yeah, because I've had conversations with people where they'll dump on me and I'll be like, you know, what? I have nothing for you, but let's pray. And God has used that to just like change their life. And it's like, well, and then I wasn't involved at all. And I walked away and was like, wow, so wasn't ready for that. But thank you, Jesus, that you were there because all I get to be is a channel for Jesus. It's not, it's not about me anymore or what I can do or my powers and my, um, my amazing abilities. It's about what he gets to do in the lives of those around me. And I get to see it and, and experience it and say when I see it. And that is speaking life. Oh, yeah. And it takes the responsibility straight straight off of you and says, hey, we're both here. We're responsible to the Lord. You need to be responsible directly to the Lord and hear from him yourself. Because guess what? Mm-hmm. I don't got nothing for you apart from that. Yeah. And, and the times people have done that for me, like, because I can be one of those people, I'm like, tell me what to do. Like, that's crazy. Because you're a kid, you never want to tell you what to do. And then you become an adult. And immediately you're like, someone tell me exactly in chronological order what to do. 
Um, because <laughs> that's—I'm not kidding. Like, I won't admit that to everybody, but I guess oh, the platform on our podcast, anyways. But like, I do feel that way, honestly, a fair amount now. Also, you're echoing now. That was the end of that podcast. I think that's crazy.